Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Amir And this is also Amir And you are listening to the You Don't Love Me podcast Life from the perspective of a gay South Asian married couple Enjoy! I have a confession to make Hit me It's not so much a confession as something that I have never told you in our relationship. Right. By the way, whatever he's going to say now, we haven't planned it, so I'm a bit scared. I can do something that's really specific in terms of talents. I can sound like an air stewardess (laughs) who works on Pakistan International Airlines. (laughs) That is the most rant, right? My (laughs) darling husband here comes out with so much random shit on a daily basis. Y'all don't even know how fucking random he is but this it's got to be one of the most random things you've come out with and i know what's gonna follow you're gonna show me the example of it bonus feature on this cd <laughs> not bonus is that i have spent years perfecting this and i'm not even joking while well, we've been together as well yeah all when this, all the time when i'm not here when you're here sometimes like when <laughs> what asleep. do you just sit and do it yeah i'll just do it well you know me i just make random no- noises and sounds and get inspired by them right go on hit me i'm an artist darling here we go khawatino hasrat pakistan international airlines ki parwaz 4502 karachi ki rawanagi ke liye taiyar hai hangami halat mein apna samant apni nishist ki janib band dijiye ummeed hai ki aap pakka سفر خوشگوار گزرے گا خدا حافظ اسلام آباد Five D entertainment. Welcome. They talk about like five. <laughs> they talk about three D, four D, honey. Breaking the fourth wall. I am giving you five D podcast entertainment. Five D. Y'all can't even. I'm gonna die alone. <laughs> Why? Because the dumb shit that I do. All oh, right. Okay. I thought you meant because you're gonna dump me. No. I'm like, what? No, you're not. <laughs> no, just in general. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, what's dumb? You doing that, or me going to pretend I took a flight and come back seconds later? This is very true. This is full on. Maybe sixty. What do you mean? Maybe this is a cuboid entertainment. This like is it's next level. Five D, four D, sixty. It's oh, it's too. Oh, six D. I thought delivering. you. I thought you said sixty. No, we're delivering. And I was like, are we gonna die then? What's happening? Are we gonna die from there? 
Anyhow, Zulbees, hello everyone. Welcome to the You Don't Love Me podcast. Yes, absolutely. You know where you're at. You heard it in the intro. And we are Amir and also my husband, Amir. And this is what we do on odd occasions. We create a podcast. We put it out there. We inspire minds, lives. You're welcome. We're ready to collect our Emmy. Amir, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm actually good. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to um, sleeping because I sleep's really important to me, you see. So I'm okay. very much looking forward to that tonight, but I'm looking forward to recording this episode. Well, we won't keep you long. <laughs> no, we I'm looking forward to this episode you. because it's going to be about chosen family. But we have a few little, little things to talk about first because we're actually recording this close to release day, which is new for us. I mean, Excuse we always me. do that. We always, uh, <clears throat> we always record episodes on the day that they're released, <laughs> which is why everything we say is current. Isn't the summer amazing? Oh, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> But something just happened last night, and it was the finale of a show. The fame game? No, the finale of Drag Race UK versus the world. Oh, yeah. So what did you think of this six-episode season? Do you know, when they did the flashback in the last episode, the final episode, the finale, it was nice. It was cute. I was like, wow, they served looks. Did I really care for the season? No. But I think it's probably because I do drag myself that when I watch entertainment, I just want to kind of have my mind numbed and only engaged in stuff that's non-drag related. Because for now, for me now, drag is kind of ruined. I'm like, ooh, she highlighted her face like this. I wonder who sewed this outfit. Like I'm watching it and I'm like, I was looking at Bagger's outfits and I was like, that's freak couture. And then the next day, the post yeah. came out. So, like, when I watch it, I completely just numb myself down. So I was watching it, and I was like, yeah, it's great. It's cute. I would have preferred it if it was one episode, and it was just, like, a special, like, Christmas holiday. Oh, I see I see that. That's quite interesting. Yeah. I think, yeah. Um, see, I sort of watch it in the middle now, because, like, you're doing drag, and I'm in that world a bit, and see it. So I do watch it thinking, ooh, they're doing that. You yeah. should do that. Yeah. Oh, ooh, that's <laughs> happening. Oh, yeah. With but, what money, bitch? But I, I think I'm very good at just being entertained. But but taking that, like season 14's on right now, I think that's extremely entertaining. Yes. However, I, um, the UK versus the world concept didn't work for me that well. I think it should have been, obviously it can't be because it's the BBC. It should have been international all-stars. There should have been more queens. It should have been recorded in America with a cash prize. Have we become those people? What people? Faggots with opinions. Oh my God, race. no, don't say things like that. That is no, all no. we are. Oh but my God. I'm not saying here denying the talent because the talent, honey, the talent was there. It's just the concept of it didn't work for me. And also... Fagger was incredible. Oh. So talented. It's, it's amazing. Shut up. <laughs> Whoa, I'm being serious. Why are you doing this? Why are you laughing? I'm not. You're such a little bitch. No, I, I genuinely, I love her campaign. Anywho, anywho, I do think it's done very well for a couple of queens. I think it's done well for our, our friend and our sister, Janie Jake. And I think it's run really well for Pangina. It's done unbelievably well for Pangina. My mm. God, deservedly so. Pangina has come out of this really, really on top, booked and blessed, touring the world, doing what she came here to do, and it's done very, very well for her. And she's I don't... a hot guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's traded a season. Mm. But I don't think some of the queens needed it. So was it just fun for some of them? Do you know one thing that I thought of when I was watching it was that these queens are no longer just queens. 
they are stars. Yeah. And I began thinking as to whether they were almost too big for the stage that they were given. And the answer, the short and tall of it is no, they're not, strictly speaking, no. But, you know, these are queens who have been in movies and film and movies and films, toward same the thing. World. Television, toward the world. You know, they have a lot more to bring than Snatch Game, if that makes sense. So when I was watching it, I was like, you know, I, I, I felt that rawness of the competition where everything's at stake. When Monique Hart was called Monique Hart and she was wearing unhemmed dresses and her wigs were falling off and she was desperate to win and she had she was fighting so much you know we felt that we saw that vulnerability and i'm not saying that that's where she should be at but that rawness is missing and now it's this fully produced machine and not just monique but all of them you know and so the spirit of the competition i felt was lost a little I would have, like you said, preferred it if it was international all-stars. And I think that vulnerability, that rawness, that excitement, that competition and that competitive element would have really come into place uh, if there was a prize beyond uh, a gold-plated steel badge. No, I, I completely agree with you. I actually really see your point here. Of like, and the the thing is, you're not even. It's not about the queens. You you're, you're complimenting them. You're like these lot are actually superstars. Yeah. And it didn't match with what the competition wanted. In, in yes. a sense, like when I look at Moha and like what Mo brought this season, like we were sitting there watching. Like I could have got goosebumps. Like watching that finale. Like oh my god, she was unbelievably she next was level polished. Yes, like it was like watching. Like I'm like. This isn't real. Her polish, every single look, every single um, look um, out of drag, confessionals, every single conversation, any any drama, any not how to do TV, every single challenge, snatch game, dancing, singing, um, being funny, everything. There wasn't a foot out of place because, and and it matches exactly what you're saying. And I like, think, yeah, I think that. What I'm saying kind of was in a way personified by Bagger's behavior earlier on. Yeah. When she was like, I'm the most famous woman on uh, in Britain on tele. I'm on the TV. I don't know how to sew. I don't need to know how to sew. Like in the normal world or what's her normal world now, she will have a designer. She will oh, have yeah. a, a, a music producer. She'll have an assistant. She'll have a manager. And she will just go do her thing and come home. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it kind she kind it kind of felt like as if she was an exotic animal caged in. The stakes you know? weren't the stakes weren't there. No, there were there were no stakes. So that's why I think it's apart done. from being cancelled and found out as a nonce, there was no oh, yeah. stakes. <laughs> that's why I think it's it's the competition's done very well for Janie and Pangina because obviously Janie, um, who we know and love, um, hey, is, is from Holland Drag Race. Um, mm. And spoiler runner-up of Holland's Drag Race and killed it and slayed it. But it's such a small place, isn't it, Holland? So you don't, you know, you don't blow up as much. So this has done really well for Janie to really gain a UK fandom. Yeah. You know, and to be able to tour the UK. So that, that's great. And also it's done wonders for Pangina. The rest of them, I would argue what it's done for them. Yeah, I mean, with Pangina winning, clearly there's going to be a season three of there Drag Race Thailand. Thailand Drag Race. Yeah, uh, Thailand Drag Race is probably the best out of the franchise. That's why? not even an Tell the children why. Because you will have a queen. It, there was a... Oh, bitch. There was a queen on 
Drag Race Thailand season two, who uh, walked down the stage, set herself on fire, and underneath the fire revealed another outfit. I'm not even kidding. And this is when I come in like, babe, you need to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just die. No, the only way I could top it is if I died on stage. <laughs> just stood there and like full on like, I don't know. No, Let's not please get don't die, babe. No, I could pretend. I know, right? Let's not do this because there'll probably be a lawsuit dramatic. in there somewhere. Well, Alexa Stone was on the podcast with Trixie and Katia, and she actually researched into it. Um, and apparently, you can't pretend your own death. It's illegal to pretend your own death because it's considered Tupac. fraud. It's considered fraud. Tupac. 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 Tupac, Tupac clearly listens to this podcast. Tupac is still alive, and he's living at large as Michelle in Kansas. Stop it. Yeah. Anywho. Yes. Can we talk about something? I know yeah. we're, we're going to talk about chosen family, which we're going to get onto. Oh, yeah. <laughs> something incredible and magic happened recently. You on lost Netflix. your virginity. Well, that too. Okay. But like we, uh, <laughs> again, again. we binge watched something recently and we don't binge watch stuff often. We don't Outside of a pandemic, yeah, yeah, we don't binge watch so stuff. So what got released? Who was in it? Why was it so incredible? And tell me how you feel and try to keep it in a few minutes. Okay. How can I say this without just exploding? So on Netflix released a show which is trending as number one across 16 countries. It is the biggest success on Netflix India. It has been watched all over the world. It's accumulated millions of hours of viewership, like crazy amounts of success. It includes my favorite Bollywood star as the protagonist called Madhuri Dixit. The greatest of all time, I'm going to tell you. Goat. And something else magical happened as well, which I'm going to touch upon. The show is of, called, uh, is, of course, called The Fame Game, which is about an aging actress who disappears and we get to discover a rather dark past. It's a thriller of sorts and it is absolutely incredible so incredible that it encouraged you to what, Amir? To Stan? You are officially a Madhuri Dixit Stan. I am obsessed with her. Like, why is she not my mum? Like, I'm obsessed with her talent. I'm obsessed with how good she is at pretty much everything. Even watching the interviews with her. Mm. She is incredible at life. Yes. Like, like at life. Yeah. She's so good at life. But the talent, it made me realize, you know what? Hollywood ain't got shit on her. No. My God, no. the, the 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 dancing, the nuances, the act, the acting, honey, she's so <gasps> good. Oh my God, like it's weird because everyone was really good in Fame Game, but she was still manages to not just be a bit better, but like blow everyone out of the water. But nobody was shit. No, that's what blows my mind. I'm like, wow. I'm watching these other actors. Like, wow, what a phenomenal scene you deliver. But then she comes in and she just obliterates how good they are. Like, with her goodness. And you know what? Spoiler alert. The show was amazing for so many reasons. It felt, in a way, because she was playing the role of a superstar, she was talking to her fans directly mm. in some ways. She was talking to me. <laughs> Incredibly inspiring. And in the show, she has a gay son. And she accepts her gay son. Which, I cried. Which, yeah, had you in tears. And that was quite profound for a Bollywood actress who was at the top of it. I mean, she's is at the top of a game, but, you know, she was very popular in the 80s and 90s. You know, for an actress of that age, 
where it was illegal to be gay, let alone mm. even mention it, to now come out as an absolute... I mean, she's always been a gay icon, but to now fully accept homosexuality and be, agree to portray that character. And in previous film, in a previous film, she also played a lesbian, um, which I think is very brave. And that just makes her... Lo- you know, it's like just when you couldn't love her anymore... You just love you her all over again. She yeah, does it. In fact, I was watching a little clip of one scene when her husband wants to celebrate their 20th anniversary on the film set. And I was just looking at her acting and it's all in the expressions. And in those, in those moments, you can tell that she feels he's less than in the sense that she doesn't really love him. She just feels obliged to be with him. And that is what... Oh, I've got, I just got a little chill then. Yeah. Because I remember that, oh, she's that so moment she's, good, babe. She stands up and she just looks and smiles. And you can just tell. And I'm like, wow, how easily... And apparently she was very giving to her co-actors as well. Her, the two kids, uh, the, the actors that play portray her kids. Um, she gave them a lot of advice in terms of like where to look and how to get most exposure with the camera and stuff absolutely and yeah for anyone who is listening to this who has not watched the fame game please go ahead and do so it is predominantly in english but you can always switch on subtitles please it's really really good beg you watch i'm i'm not even i wasn't into bollywood till i met armor as some of you might know from previous episodes but like i my mind is still blown at how good it is i think it's one of the best things i've ever watched Really? Like, it was, you were so scared I wasn't going to enjoy it because it was Friday morning and you were like, got to sit here and watch it because it's my fave. And I was like, I've got to go to the gym. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to do this for you. And I was gripped instantly. Yeah. Instantly. Bollywood Slate and then the song, Dubatta. Dubatta, uh, yeah, that's like your uh, favourite song of the year so far. But I like her expressions and how she's able to command the camera. How good it feels when you're at the gym. Yeah, yeah. But that that's the reason why she has been my favourite actress of all time and why I've followed her for as long as I can remember because there is something about her that when you watch her you forget your worries and you leave completely entertained whether she's crying laughing dancing I mean she's obviously known for her smile and her dancing which she is amazing at but she is she for me is probably the only complete entertainer there's some great actors out there and you have some great superstars out there but for me she is a total package you know there was this one director tp yeah she's a she's a total package there was this one director who said that her talent is inexhaustible that bollywood has not paid her her due what she's worth basically you know she is her talents and i agree with that i think there's so much more that you know you one could explore with her in terms of scripts and narratives and And we'll see it fingers crossed for a season two of the fame game are you kidding me it is I'm a stan, and like I need to get into her this shit right now. You, uh, do you know because what? We need to start watching her. Yeah, old films. I'm, I'm in really agreement good. with this. We need to book some dates in the diary. Yeah, let's do it. I want to watch. I want to see the drama. I want to feel the pain. I want to cry. I want to laugh. Yeah. She's so good. You can't take your eyes off of her. Yeah. You can't even breathe because she's every single thing she does, every movement, every nuance, every it is like how what yeah so good we could we could do an episode on her you know yes i agree do you know what i mean we the should icon. do the bollywood episodes that we did yeah I, really I, if anyone wants her. to hear some more bollywood episodes Let's and, and if you watch the fame game get in touch please let us know what you think of it also, and if you've got a wrong opinion that's rubbish go away yeah please go away <laughs> also side note can we just talk about just the sheer amount of love and support we've been getting recently with the podcast like it has really reached a new height that i didn't even think that it would i mean 
last week we met Jonathan Vaness. Like I know. you guys and your support and love and listening to this podcast and um I recently did an interview where I spoke about this and it was crazy how we by being ourselves and not being preachy, not being activists, just being ourselves has inspired people from our hometowns, from uh, various cities across this our country, friends. our friends abroad in other countries. Like it is truly humbling. I didn't really quite realize. It's all about spreading love. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Happiness and love. You don't have to get involved in every discourse in the world. No, anything. you don't. And, you, and, and, you live and you be you. When we did recently, sorry to interrupt, we did like the thing, the Twitter space on for Birmingham Pride, which was an honor to be invited to. Yes. You know, um, because, you know, half of Birmingham Pride are people of color. <laughs> so yes. um, when someone asked the question, you know, what advice would you give to me? I want to help the community more and I'm not doing enough. And they're already in a, a shitty position. I was like, be you. That's the, the thing best thing you can, can do for this do. world is be you and live your truth. And sometimes the hardest thing to do is to say nothing at all. Yes. And that does pay off in the long term as well. Right. We are going to take a little break, I think, Amir. And when mm. we come back, we are going to talk about what we intended to talk about, which was something. Chosen family. Chosen family. Yes, I remember. We're going to take a break and we will be right back. And we are back. Yes, hello. Back, 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 back again. Do you know what, Amir? One thing that we haven't spoken about, which we're not going to talk about now because otherwise we're going to run out of time, was another Bollywood film with, that we watched recently called Gangubai. <gasps> Gatia Wadi. It was so good. <sighs> so good. It was harrowing. I, I would go to watch that film again, you know. It was. I can't wait for it to come on Netflix. It was so gripping. I felt like I entered another universe. Yes, yeah, and that was intentional. I watched the director's in the director's interview, and he spoke about how that was intentional. But you know what, guys, we're not going to talk about that too much today. But if you want us to talk about it in a subsequent episode, then how about you slide into our comments and DMs and subscriptions and everything, and then we will. Oh, you can talk about it in our story sometime on Instagram at you don't love me boys. No, I want them to ask. Yeah, for true, it. T. I want you to ask for it. Are you asking for it? You're dying for... Oh, she's made a resurgence um, these days. Anywho. Yes. Let's talk about a little bit about our topic of the podcast. Yes, go on. Chosen family. Oh, my God. Amazing. Babe, what is a chosen... Tell, just tell everyone that like, sort of definition. What does chosen family mean? Chosen family is anyone that you regard as your family that is not your biological family. So your dad cannot be your chosen family. However you can regard a elder as a father-like figure. and So therefore, your daddy. You, no, that's sexual. Oh, okay. <laughs> Keeping it non-sexual. Um, you can regard them as a father-like figure. Um, or your partner is your chosen family, I guess. But no, they're family. Thank you. They've signed up for this shit. God, oh, They've sake. signed up for this trauma train. I know, right? This ride. <laughs> it's okay, babe. I love you. Mm, oh, well, I love you too. Uh, I mean, that's implied. <laughs> I know, right? I'm, over, okay. I'm past that stage. Yeah, huh? let's just get over that. <laughs> Anywho. Um, so, yeah, that's what I believe to be chosen family. What about you? What is chosen family to you? Chosen family... For me, what I thought it was... Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to say if nobody I hate everyone? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, you know, I thought it was, you know, when you have family outside of your blood family that you choose to sort of 
be that be the people that are there for you that you're really close with you know more than a friendship mm. so like it goes beyond friendship it's family it's that feeling you get that's what your chosen fam that's what your chosen family is and you know for a lot of people it's because um they don't have their blood family yeah chosen family is your 4 a.m friend yeah the one well, that you can confide in and trust and Know that they will be there for you, whether you're, you're rich or poor. Yeah, and so, they yeah. don't want to fuck you. No, yeah, oh yeah, true. Yeah. Um, but like, <laughs> okay then, I didn't see that coming. Although, sometimes if you're just feeling lonely and want a bit of company, <laughs> go for it. But like, um, yeah, it, it's that sort of feeling. And, you know, for me, I don't know for you as well. God, I've been through the ringers and the ups and downs and the roller coaster and upside downs with chosen family and this idea of chosen family, you know? I think... You were the one who sort of introduced me to the concept of chosen family. In I the think sense, it was RuPaul. In the, well, in the sense that, yes, I knew what chosen family was. And yes, RuPaul had something to do with that. But you used to say that when people say that blood is thicker than water, that's bullshit. Oh, yeah, I did because I've got a shitty family. And when I was, when I started to get to know you, I thought, hmm, no, family is important. But in the back of my head, I knew what you were saying was true. And then mine turned out to be what they turned out to be. And I began realizing that um, biological family, unfortunately, isn't everything. And it's not for everyone. You know, if we kind of look at the way animals are out in the wild, not all of them hang out with each other when it comes to family and they make their own pods and shit. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's that's my sort of understanding of it and yeah you've been through the ringer when it comes to chosen family but i want to trigger you oh great and say how much of that is the other person's doing and how much of it is your own in terms of sort of your expectations of what it means to have chosen family oh why do you tell my answer oh i think it's i think it's a bit of everything Mm. so my journey with this idea of chosen family was um, I was sort of led to believe it had to be a queer family, you know, this chosen yes. family, until I realized, actually, the best people <laughs> that I've had in my life who are my chosen family, and they know who they are, and many people don't know who they are because they don't need to, Astrid. You know, mm. people that I've known for a long time, my rider dies, you know, one in particular I've known since I was 11 years old, you know? Yeah. We're pushing on almost 20 years here. That's wild, isn't it? Mm. Fucking hell. And that she's my ride or die, like beyond ride or die. Like I don't need to talk to her every day. I don't need to geeky guy guy all the time. But I know if I fell flat on my fucking face and I needed someone, she would be there. She would stay up me night after night. She would feed me, clothe me, help me. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Go move heaven and earth for me, you know? And and that's that's a level. And I think for me... He's talking about Lady Bush, right? No, fuck off. Um, no one's talking about that kutti. Mm-hmm. Um, um, who fucking stalks us all the time? <laughs> Honestly, sick of her. It's weird. It's a bit weird, isn't it? It is. It's still yeah. confusing. Yeah. Anywho, um, and then, you know, this idea of like queer family, blah, 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 blah. And you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, fuck it. Like, I'm here for, if I, but if things have to happen organically. I think I've been trapped in a way of like, when people have said to me, you know, we're family. And I'm like, yeah, we are. Yeah, we are family. Ooh, yeah. And I think that comes from a lot of trauma and a lot of um, bad experiences with my actual family. And that's my sort of inner child being like, oh my God, I found a family. Yes. They're going to hug me. They're going to love me. And I've done that year on year and year. Oh my God, we're family. And you know what? I'm not saying that anymore. The last yeah. time I did it to the last person I did it to, who I regret massively. Yeah. I'm like, no, you're not family. 
You're not family. No. Where, where, when are you letting me in? Do you call me your family? When you let me in, you're gatekeeping your white queer family. Every person. Do you know what I mean? No, I mean, let me pop off, sis. People okay. love it when I pop off, okay? okay. And that, you know, I pop off and you like be the mature one, then you say the worst thing out of both of us. Yeah. That's how this works. Yes, um, But like, yeah, I, I don't buy into it as well. I think, especially in the LGBT community, it is such a, a term used, but it, it, there's so many groups of families that are so gatekeepy with their families. They literally gatekeep their families to an extent, but they call you their family. And I'm like, this is wild. And you all, and these, and I'm talking about people that have their own families anyway. Like, listen, you've got a mum and an auntie and a grandma mm. and people that fucking love you. And then you've got another chosen family and another chosen family. But you want to gatekeep us from getting into that family or gatekeep us from making friends. Like, what's your problem, sis? <laughs> <laughs> that probably didn't answer your question, but that's very me. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> save some of it for a therapist. Have you Jesus found your chosen Christ. family? What's your journey like, babe? For me, I think. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, oh, I love this. It's a good job. I'm not your chosen. I love family. doing this podcast. <laughs> I really do. I love doing it with you. Oh, likewise, babe. Uh, for me, my journey as far as chosen family is concerned is that my biological family gave me a warped idea of what it would mean to have a chosen family. Both good and bad. Chosen family are supposed to be there for you and cook for you and call you over and include you in every celebration. And you're also supposed to not argue with them and everything's supposed to be hunky-dory. Like, there was a lot of mixed messages in my head. Yeah. Now, what I've realized as I've blossomed and grown a little bit older is that Chosen family is what you want it to be and how you want it to be on your terms. And you get to choose as to what to look out for, both good and bad, in a person in order to have them form part of your inner circle. And I am somebody who has really firm boundaries, mm -hmm. more so than I even realize and that is the reason why I am not particularly close to the vast majority of people in my life. The overwhelming majority of people don't really know me for who I actually am. You know, I have a persona and I put it on and we have a great time and then that's it, you know? Yeah. Um, and so for me, chosen family now means that person who can tolerate you who can put up with what you're saying and is willing to give you something and you're willing to do something for them. That, that is it. That yeah. is what chosen family for me is. And it, it's a notch above acquaintance. Mm. That's for me, that is what chosen family is. And I, and I know people like that who are in that position in my life. I'd never call them chosen family, but um, I'd love to break bread with them. You know, for me, those things mean a lot. And for others, they don't, you know, they, some people will say, yeah, we're chosen family. Let's go out, get pissed. Yeah, yeah. we're chosen family. Shots are on you. Yeah, we're chosen family. Let's have dinner. And then uh, would you like to snort cocaine? We don't do drugs. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And the effort that we've made in preparing a meal or giving them time and support whatever kind of goes down the drain because we're not willing to do drugs and they move on to the next person because their mind is scrabbled by addiction so have you felt that 
you have not been able to like you've like broken bread with people you've given them time done stuff but like <clears throat> maybe it's, it's not been thrown back in your face or it's been like or they've been like yeah chosen family for a minute and then they run away yeah chosen family for a hot minute but when you're not willing to do the things that they want you to do they'll just move on to the next thing so and and you know in that i've realized due to my traumatic past i don't have a lot of capacity um and and also in all humility, we are really busy people. We've got a Ridic- lot. Dick. Like, like I, crazy. Busy. Like, what time is it right now? Yeah, it's half eight at And night. we haven't stopped today. And we haven't stopped today. And we've been going since about seven this morning. And that's just normal. It's. So, <laughs> it's so we don't have a lot of capacity either. So it's multifold, unfortunately. But I think we should not put the pressure of the label of family when it comes to people who we, we regard as as chosen family that was a question i was gonna ask i was oh, like is so the word sorry. family too pressurizing yeah i look i agree i think it is i think i'm i think i'm moving a i'm moving or moved definitely moved away from the idea of chosen family and i think i'm moving away from that kind of pressure of chosen family because how what's the word it's not overused or commodified oh i don't know what the word is but it's just like everyone's just like yeah chosen family rena released a song chosen family we're already audience chosen family i'm like do you know what i have my Two, three, I'd say three mm. people that are, that are, yeah, three people. I'm like, yeah, three or four people. You're my, you're my people. You know what I mean? You're my people. And like, people are like, yeah, we were chosen family. But I'm like, you know where my chosen family is? People that I don't know at a festival in a mosh pit to bring me the horizon in mud that will pick me up if I fall down. They're my people. Yeah. And now I'm, I think a change did happen when I turned 30. I don't know what it was. You're out of your 20s. Something does happen. Yeah. And I think it was like, oh, I can just do me, my own happiness. And the people that want to join and follow will. And the people that don't, it's not a bad thing. Like, it's not like we hate each other. It's just like, I have a, an idea of fun and what I want to do with people. And you have an idea of fun. And now I've started, to, since I've been doing that, the weird thing, now I've started to make friends that want to go for chai on a Saturday afternoon mm. and sit and have some chai. And, you no longer you know? feel the need to impress people. Oh, no. And in your, in your 20s, for anyone listening in your 20s, if that's what you're doing, do it because you learn what works for you and what doesn't. But what we found is, what we found is that when you step out of your 20s, you feel and you realize that you no longer need to impress the pe- impress people. You just need to be you and you will attract uh, reciprocal energy. Yeah, and you don't need to like, you know, subscribe to anyone else's idea of fun to become no. a chosen family. You can do what you want. Like, I love it on a Sunday where we just like, I go to the gym, go for a walk, and then we just get some shisha and some chai and some food. But you know, you gagged me with this, you know, you really have. Oh, because, I've gagged you. Yeah, but you have because you used to be the person who used to be like, it's a bank holiday and I'm not out getting pissed. Oh yeah, of course. And you've gone from that to me going, Babe, do you want to go out? It's bank holiday. And you're like, no, I'm just going to have crisps and go to bed. <laughs> do That's wild because I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow. I was asleep before midnight in New Year's this year. Yeah. <laughs> because I was like, yeah, I'm going to go. Yeah. But you know, everything, ch- everything changes, but it doesn't stop me doing that. Like, I like a big night out when I build to it and I have a moment, you exactly. know? Exactly. And you get to, and you know, we don't, we don't have a conventional family and we don't have a conventional even friendship network. So we can do what we want when we want. Yeah, I think it's knowing that. Let's crop the label chosen family, but I can dip in, in and out of different friendships and acquaintances and people when you see if it's, oh, you're at a drag show, we'll hang out here. Oh, for a meal, I'll hang out with you for this. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? It's okay. 
It's yeah. absolutely okay. Not every friendship or every moment has to be so deep and like we have to speak every single day of my life and blah blah blah. You know, it it's weird because the people that are closest to me, I, I don't speak to that much. Yes, I've always been like you, that, know, you know, and and it's like, and then I've, I do have people that I'll speak to every day, and it's fun, and I I like those people as well, and it's like yeah. it, there's a balance, and I'm like, you know what, I enjoy all of that, and I think. Now that I'm so it's interesting that the, the episode's called Chosen Family. Yes. But what I feel like, I don't know what you, but I feel like what I've learned is fuck that phrase. Yeah. <laughs> In a way. And I know it's such a strong phrase within the queer community for obvious reasons. However, not everything needs to be a discourse and not everything needs to be the same for everyone. See, we're not I'm... we're not all the same people, so we can do what the fuck we want with it. A hundred percent. And I'm all about boundaries. And um, family does put up unrealistic expectations, as I said, both good and bad. Well, unrealistic expectations are never good. Um, <laughs> and, and that's not good because like South Asian families sometimes can be heavily involved. But then you have other families that are quite healthy, but they're not that involved. But if, but for us, that might not be good enough based on our uh, understanding of what family means. So how about given the fact that we are not in that circle, in that frame of mind, how about we subscribe to none of it and try to replicate none of it? So that's the reason why oh, I just... Oh, wow. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> Can I just interrupt there? Yeah. Because it's quite important. Especially, this is from a really great South Asian point of view, I think, as well. Mm. Because a lot of South Asian families have similarities. Yes. Especially Pakistani and Bengali as well. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Well, it was one country. You know, a lot, a lot of them do. I'm not saying... and what You know, Indians, everyone does. We all do. Yeah, of course. Okay? We include everyone here. And yeah, so if that's your family and they have all those typical toxic sensibilities and ideals, why are we going to replicate that? Yeah. Why? That is not what... That's, is that what you want? A hundred percent. And that's why I really like the terms... Good friends, close friends. And and I don't even call a lot of people friends. So People are fine to use that term easily and interchangeably. I don't know why I, I, I'm not. Um, I, just and then, good, I just say sis. And you, yeah, yeah, sis. That's my good, sis over there. That's my good, good, that's my good, good sis. Judy. It's like if you know each other. So, mm. so for example, you work with other drag artists and I'm always about. I'm like, yes. yeah, good sis. That's my sister. Good yeah. sis. And, you know, a good example of chosen family malarkey is when we used to do Christmas dinners. Neither of us grew up with Christmas dinners. We grew up in Muslim households, but we felt this societal pressure to put on a Christmas dinner. And what used to happen, all of our so-called chosen family would go to their biological families course, but, uh, and have Christmas dinners there. Yeah, look, you're rational. I'm irrational. They should abandon <laughs> their families and be with us, okay? But that didn't used to happen, or you'd have the oddball who would be hanging around, and and good friends as well. Don't get me wrong, but you know we would end up doing Christmas dinner, and it would be the same stress, and the dynamics, and the politics, and everything. And one year, I just said, I was this, like, "What this are we last doing?" Year. Yeah, I was like, "What are we doing?" And how good? What are we doing? How good you know, was you it? just sat there having a meal, missing grandma, granddad, mum, dad. We've never had that. We've never had that, you know? We've never woke up to half-eaten cookies and half-drank <laughs> milk. I've never sat on a, a, you know, portly gentleman's knee that Are way. Are you sure about that? Well, <laughs> if he pays the right price. Well, if I pay the right price. Anyway, 
you know, it just never happened. So like, why are we doing, why are we doing this? So I was like, well, why don't we just do Christmas the way we know how to? So a couple of Christmases we've gone abroad. Last year we had the best one where we stayed local, but we did. And, and then some people were like, are you guys going to be doing something for Christmas? Shall we come over? And I was like, we're not going to be a sad group of four people sat around a table eating food that should have been prepared four hours Making ago. Making a mess of the entire place. No, <sighs> we're just going to... Go out to eat. Go out to eat, come back, watch something on the TV and I get to drunk. And that's, and that's the best. And it was so opinion. nice. Wake up late. Go for yeah. a stroll. It was, just, it, was, it was lovely. Yeah, so like, in terms of chosen family... Yes. How would you define it now for yourself? Well, after this intervention that we have just had, I would define chosen family as those people that you are willing to stick your neck out for in whatever capacity you are willing to do so. Be it give them a lift, pick up the phone to speak to them, break bread or confide in each other. I think that is what a definition of a close friend is, or for lack of a better term, chosen family. Not more than that. I'm not putting on more or less expectations. Wow, was that your phone that went off? Sorry, it was my grinder. level of professionalism in this home studio. Sorry, that was my grinder. (laughs) No, I think that's a great definition of chosen family. I think I've now learned not to put the pressure on. And also, I think I've learned that I really like my own, own company a lot. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I've always been like that. And I find you're being, becoming more like that I, as I, well. I, 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 I like it. I, I just, I think, I've, especially the space that I'm at now, I, I think growing up with so many, when you grow up with so many aunties and relatives and cousins and you're suffocating and you turn one corner, there's another person there and another corner. Another, do you know what I mean? They're everywhere. Yeah. And it's like nice getting into a space. I was like, ah. <sighs> you you have that extensive ne- uh, network and it does come with its pluses and its minuses but I think given the fact that we don't have it we have to become our own chosen family we have to become it for ourselves, mm. and then to a certain extent each other and anything else is kind of like an added bonus or as and when needed kind of thing and I think that does a lot for one's peace of mind mm, no I, I agree what about those people that are like have family that love them, but like yes. they're really pushing for this chosen family. Well, people do all sorts of crazy things just to feel something, don't they? <laughs> hey, did you or did you not say I was going to wow. shit up this podcast at some point? Wow. It's true. Did I not say, give him five minutes? <laughs> but look, when it's like, no, it's very much like, oh, I've got my chosen family. I'm like, yeah, you've also got a mom, love. You know, that loves you. We need to wrap this podcast up very soon. But what I will say is that sometimes I tend to find when people hear my story, they feel the need to connect with me by just sharing the their darkest stories, and then it becomes this joint trauma train. And whenever they talk to me, it's all about the small trauma, the big trauma, the made-up trauma, whatever it is. Or like, they're like, my mum told me off. Yeah. I get it now. And, you know, you don't need to do that. You don't need to feel guilty for <laughs> being born into a loving, accepting family. Accept them. Um, Take it. In order to connect with me. You don't need to do that. You know, you can talk about your family. I don't care. 
I don't care about your shitty mum and the dinner you had. Go and do it, Sistina, or whatever. Sistina, come through. Uh, Sistina, Christina, Sistina, do it. I don't care. Like that is, I, I'm not mad at it. Um, but yeah, people do that. They um, create narratives in order to feel, or they do it for clout, or um, they do it because they're inspired somehow. Be true to yourself and. That's that. Pursue your own happiness. Don't try and replicate something that clearly isn't there. And let's have some chai. And let's have some chai, girl. Let's watch a drag show. Let's watch a film. Let's watch <laughs> Not uh, film. The, let's watch the fame game together. Have a giggle and a laugh. You go home. Don't stay over. I'm not going to clean up after you. Don't and overstay. We'll see you, you once every six weeks. Yeah, don't overstay. You welcome. <laughs> Please don't. Hey, now so read like, the room, hon. So like, you know, celebrities. Like sometimes I hear them talking and they're like, "Hey, do yeah, I am one? My, yeah, you came to my home and we did this and blah blah blah." blah. Bitch, when they say home, you know they have sections. <laughs> so when they oh, say, yeah. "Oh yeah, you came to my home to listen to the script," no. You came to my home office. Oh, yeah. You did not cross a certain boundary. <laughs> when you used the toilet, you went through the door that's behind my desk, had your shit, came back, sat in front of my desk, listened, had a few snacks, and then you left. You did not go into my home. And I love that. I love that energy. I love protecting certain aspects of yourself and keeping them for yourself. I think we're starting to do that. Very much so now. Do you know what? Especially this year. It helps set boundaries, but I'm telling you something. There are going to be people listening to this podcast and you and I know who they are. And they're going to be like, bitch, challenge accepted. (laughs) Pop off, sis. (laughs) Come for it. Come on then. Yeah. (laughs) Challenge accepted. No one. Bitch, I'm the winner, honey. Do you know when I learned that? Because I learned that. I mean, there's obviously the people who are our close friends who we regard as chosen family. There, I'm being a complete hip- hypocrite. Oh, they know who they are, though, and they know what we're like. No, but I'm being a complete hip. Yeah, no, I like, know. They, I know. They, they'll listen to this and they'll be like, "Oh my god, these dumb bitches." I'm being a complete. <laughs> I'm being a complete hypocrite. I know, and and they know that I am. But they are our close friends, our chosen family, if you will, and. They're more than welcome to come whenever they want. We insist. Oh, oh literally. <laughs> we, we insist. They don't want to. But <laughs> yeah, we're like, please stay. <laughs> but but um, I think I learned that lesson in terms of protecting personal space when we had this one particular guest who went, well, you know, like racism and everything. Like, we're all the same, aren't we? Like, it doesn't... And that wasn't like, the topic. It doesn't happen or something like that. That, that wasn't and the topic. And I was like, and that's the end of our conversation. The topic was and Lady... Then, babe, the topic was Lady Gaga. And then he was like... <laughs> Yeah, the topic was like, no, no. At that point, it was literally Lady Gaga chromatica. The topic was the situation in Azkaban, <laughs> and he was like, Gee, and and then he had the nerve to say, yeah, like you know, like what I'm trying to say, and doing this thing with his hands, like we're all the same. And I just let him hang, and he went, like, do you know what I mean? I went, no. <laughs> I love it when you do that deadpan. I do. I, I know, but I'm sorry. Like people have written theses on gender bias, racial bias, um, inequality. Listen, bitch. Where have you been the last few years? They they exist, and I'm not saying that everything that goes wrong in the world is due to that. But you can't tell me we're all the same. But also, why are you bringing it up? We don't need to be the same. Why are we talking about this right now? What's that got to do with Azkaban? Honestly, not every day I talk about it. To Literally, us. to us especially. <sighs> Maybe that should be our next episode. No, maybe. We'll see. Oh, I know what we're going to talk about in our next episode. I know, but we don't know. Mm. We'll find out. I know, but you know that they don't know. Oh, 
Any hosel bees. This has been the You Don't Love Me Boys. Thank you very, very, very much. Please comment, share the works. Listening to this episode. And as my husband says, like, comment, subscribe, uh, forward it. Um, if you hate it, tell us in our comments, please. Um, make sure you give us a five-star review. Really give us those mixed messages. We respond to everything. Spread we the Lord's work. We love you so, so much, but you, you don't, don't love me. Bye. Azkaban. Thank you for listening to the You Don't Love Me podcast with Amir and Amir. For all the latest happenings, you can follow us on Instagram at You Don't Love Me Boys. That is at You Don't Love Me Boys. <laughs>